0: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash spoken today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times.
1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Is It Just Me? My name's James Williams. I'm one of your hosts.
2: And I'm the other one. It's not just him. It's me as well. I'm Joe Elvin. Hello.
1: And we're very excited today because we've actually finally managed to pin down not just a a friend of ours, we like to think, but also somebody who just happens to be one of our most successful musical exports at the moment. She's a very in-demand lady, hence why we've been trying to bludgeon her into our pod cupboard for quite some time now. She's finally made time to be here. We're super excited, as you can tell. It's the multi-platinum, just generally fabulous,
3: Paloma Faith. Nobody's pinned me down in ages. (laughs) You
2: know what? (laughs) It's like, you are probably... The hardest booking of the Is It Just Me podcast. Oh, oh, no. I feel so proud of us today for getting you here. It sort of I'm goes... i sorry. Beyonce, like, super hard to get. <laughs> then Jesus.
3: <laughs> but above them both is Paloma Faith. I think it's because Beyonce's got more nannies than me. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be
2: it. I don't know what Jesus' excuse is. <laughs> I'm really... <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: He, he
1: needs to yeah. hurry up and come back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but in your defence, Paloma, you are super, super busy. I mean, you know, so hang on. Let's start off got to talk about the album your fourth album right yeah um and i always say this to people i don't think you get you get enough credit for just how well you've done in terms of you know it's very rare i think um you know people often have a massive selling debut album and then they have the tricky second album which doesn't quite live up to expectations and then they pretty much fall off the face of the earth and never seen of again you have pretty much had four crackingly successful albums back to back and i just think you should be championed more for that
2: thank you <laughs> and, and, you've had, and you've had time to accessorise beautifully this morning. Oh, thank despite you. also being a new mother. Yeah, um, yeah, you could have made a bit more of an effort. And, for that, and just, I, I just think the listeners need to be fully informed. She's fully multitasking at the moment by also having a nice big English breakfast at the same time. All right, so well I done. Mouthful of bacon. <laughs> and still accessorised. Yeah. Accessorising with bacon <laughs> well, I mean, is the best kind of <laughs> accessorising. I yeah. accessorise with bacon as much as I possibly can. People don't do it enough. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, um, but, yeah, so how, what was your secret and problem? How have you managed to do this? Because, you know, you're being modest, but, you know, you're on the verge of making a record, aren't you? If, you, if this current album a record goes mm. double platinum, you'll be the first British female solo, solo artist to do that. Is that right? Ever. Ever.
3: I couldn't believe it when they said that, because I was like what about Sade and Annie Lennox? And, but it's because it's consecutive.
2: Yeah. Yes, because so, we're talking about it's the fourth one. That's, yeah, that's the record, isn't it? The it will be if, if this one yeah. goes
3: double platinum, it'll be a record because I think music's changed so much in that like people kind of get dismissed if they have one failed album. So when people like Annie Lennox and... Sade first came out that people didn't mind if you didn't do well for an album you just moved on to the next one because everyone loved you anyway and you Mm. just do it again but nowadays it's a bit different it's a bit like if you don't keep selling all the time then no one's interested it's a bit brutal (laughs) isn't it it's really awful what what do you mean by that
2: if you say well people used to not mind and now people mind how
3: well you look at David Bowie's career but how, how does
2: the minding manifest
3: itself how does that feel as an artist Um, It's just like so much less forgiving and I think creativity is almost overlooked in a way like I think you know from my perspective I think to be a creative person um, that is in equal measure means that you have to make as many mistakes as you do um, hit the jackpot. You look at the career of someone like Nick Cave who I'm a big fan of and you know like there's usually one or two songs on every album that's amazing and the rest you're just like oh well you know that's not not everyone is but it's a process and the word record by default means record as in a moment of time a period of time and it's not like every single song needs to go for the jugular but we live in an age now where it feels like it does and um it, unless it's kind of like an earworm, it's very difficult to break through. And then occasionally you get these albums that are celebrated like, you know, Amy's and Frank Ocean and Solange that are, maybe don't have as many obvious hits on it, but they're revered because of a whole piece of work. They're it, incredible, it, but that's rare Yeah, now.
2: It, it must be so hard as well as an artist um, to, to write and and feel that pressure and, and think, no, I, oh, I can't put that on because it's not gonna be a top five banger. I can't, and, so, mm. and that must be awful. That, yeah. must, that must really stifle anything that you and do write.
3: It's, yeah, because you've sort of, you have to write in two different ways, though, because your label's like, we need singles, we need singles, and then you're like, but I really wanted to express this idea that wouldn't sound right if I was going, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, afterwards. <laughs> 'Cause it's quite serious. So how do you <laughs> so... that Michael Jackson's got a lot to ask yeah.
2: for so at, <laughs> at the end changed it for everybody. Yeah.
1: So how do you find the balance because I mean, did you feel do you feel pressure to produce new material after a certain amount of time? Or uh, do you feel you can now at least take a step back and produce music when you want to?
3: Well, this time i definitely took longer than I've ever taken before and I'm prouder of the result. Because of it. We're because, talking with The
1: Architect, by the way. If yeah, you this album. If you album. haven't got the new album, it is a great album. That and is. I think... And like I said, to be honest, we've got out the habit, I think, even as consumers, of listening to albums. The whole thing. Oh, that's
2: really true. Yeah. Mm. I know. I'm I'm afraid that is
1: true. I'm a big fan of Spotify, and I love creating playlists, but it does mean you lose the art of listening to an album from beginning to end. But even when I do
2: buy an album on my iPhone, why does my iPhone rejig the songs for me? (laughs) Why does it... (laughs) Do you know what I mean? What is that? Because my... What have I done
3: to make I spend so much time deliberating the order and, like, what's going to go in between and where it needs a little break and all that stuff and even to the point where i micromanage the amount of time in between each song Wow! so i'll be like in the studio going and now the next song play because i like write it as a whole thing yeah sometimes they make them jump from song song too quickly you haven't recovered from the emotion of the song before it's all very pedantic
1: so basically, people people hitting shuffle on your album is like people walking into a wedding and just knocking over the seating <laughs> plan, right? I don't
3: you, mind too much. <laughs> I kind of it's like it's more for me than it is for like worrying about the way people listen to it. I'm just glad if they listen.
1: And do you, would you go as far as to say? I mean, I guess it's it's like choosing a favorite child. But would you say at the moment this is your favorite album so far?
3: Well, yeah, because it feels the most relevant because I'm the closest to those feelings. Mm. And Sometimes also, like I sing my old songs and I just, I do it live and I'm just like, God, that guy was such an idiot. Why, like, why did you even write a song about him? <laughs> and then cool. Yeah, but just, like, you needed to get it out at the yeah, time. Can't you te- yeah, can't believe you were with that guy and you wrote these
2: words. <laughs> but that must be amazing to have that much of a tangible sort of historical record of mm. what you've been through we don't all do that i don't even keep a diary you know maybe well, it's I kind should. of like a diary, isn't it it does, like a diary yeah. yeah
1: yeah but there's also a really nice message behind this album isn't there mm. you, you felt it, that the world is decidedly lacking in kindness do you want to talk a bit more about that yeah. whole idea
3: so i i was thinking because i was pregnant when i wrote it that what would be really wonderful was that one day my child's going to listen to this album and say, what did you write when I was in, inside your tummy or whatever? And, um, and I just thought, you know, what messages do I want? Because God forbid I wasn't there. It's like, this is what your mum wanted you to hear. So I wanted to write an album that was, like, full of qualities and education in qualities that I would like my child or the next generation to have which I feel like are a bit on the demise, like compassion, empathy, kindness. They're not very cool, mm. but I think they are. So Of course <laughs> yes, they are. They are. <laughs> yeah, of <laughs> um, course they are. So, yeah, so that's that was kind of like the kind of core grounding for the record, but I did it with like having listened to... Um, Marvin Gaye's What's Going On a million, million, trillion (laughs) times and just really valuing the way that he took that terrible time in history at the Vietnam War and turned it into a a kind of reason to ask why and in a really kind way. Um, So it's definitely not, like, punky, this record. It's not like, I'm angry about this stuff, so screw you. It's more like, this is really sad, like... And I kind of compel you to think about your actions almost like, or our responsibility as a generation for future generations. So I deal with lots of world issues on it, but not in a really kind of um, direct way. It's more a sort of general feeling, but every song, the trigger was something quite specific. Mm -hmm.
1: And what's the reaction been like from. Because you know, I'd imagine social media is where people get really. You know, they have access yeah. to. Yeah. Really, do you control all your socials?
3: I. I, I not Facebook, because I'm just not interested in it. <laughs> but I really like the visual, and I do go on Twitter sometimes. Yeah. That's but Instagram mi- is your. Instagram's my thing. Yeah. So, and um, Instagram
1: is a happier place we you find. You I feel there.
3: like people are poor positive on there. Yeah, usually. Yeah, yeah and sometimes when they're not. Like everyone gangs up on them anyway. That's true, <laughs> yeah, true, actually. Yeah, I saw that.
2: Someone really picked on my feet one day, and I didn't have to say a word. <laughs> yeah, everybody you just else let piled it in Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and then obviously you're playing loads of dates across the summer and yeah. the rest of the year. Do you want to talk a bit, a bit about the festival. Well, you and I
2: thought? saw Paloma live a couple of weeks ago at the M&S. Oh yeah. Fandango, and that was a lovely taster. I think that's really exciting. Awesome. Can't wait to see you again.
3: Oh yeah. great! I'd love yeah. you to come see the full band yeah so we're out all summer and we are you know loads of festivals and then we're going on tour with sam smith in november in australia and new zealand
1: i mean that's a pretty good bang for your buck isn't it so you nice. and sam smith he's together. such
3: a lovely person could
1: you get me
2: some tim tams <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> do you know tim tams i do oh my i know you
3: can get them they here but it's so not the same
2: but they're not they cost about six quid here. Do you know what as well
3: they don't taste as good when you bring them back either it's they a magical, taste great magical, out there.
2: Yeah, dunked into a coffee. Well, yeah. like, have you ever had a Tim Tam explosion? Yeah. Oh, Oh, it's amazing. You bite one end off. Oh, yeah, and then stick, diagonally yes. Stick that suck in it And through. then suck it through. I didn't know that's end. what it was called. Yeah, like a straw. Well, you know, yeah. stick with me. I will acclimatise <laughs> you to the, local, to the local customs, particularly around Tim Tams.
1: But also it's because I say, um, say that Cadbury's doesn't taste the same thing in Australia because they have to put something in it to make it not melt so it has a different taste to Cadbury's there. chocolate over here.
2: I think it tastes
3: better there.
1: <laughs> You're Sorry biased. to be that unpatriotic. Everything's better. Yeah. I mean, look, we've already started debating topics and we didn't even t- intend to, but um Really Paloma,
3: important, valuable social topics Exactly. Like Frankly, you, uh, well, it you, is. There's I mean, nothing more important. We've started
1: quite deep for us. It's only going to get lighter, I warn you. <laughs> Are you ready to do this, Paloma? Are you ready to debate some yeah. just-me topics? Let's do it. <laughs>
3: Is it just me He's killed every plant I've ever owned? No, Paloma, it is not
2: just you. And in fact, uh, my husband bought these um, things in their own atrium that have, the, the big USP was, they'll never die. You can't do anything. Succulent. Well, guess what? How do you see? I don't even know what they're called. I was just thinking the thing in the glass bowls. Because I was looking for something I couldn't kill also. Well, let me tell you this. <laughs> now I've got these big empty glass jars, and my husband has kept dead plants because he's <laughs> absolutely convinced that there's a way to revive either revive them. them no they're dead or find something else to go in there and I'm like what's the point
1: I'm, I'm with you on this one because yeah I'm the same I mean I actually managed to kill a cactus recently and I didn't really, I've done
3: I, that several times well
1: I didn't think it was possible but apparently this is the problem apparently do you have
3: to water them well
1: yeah but barely at all and I clearly over watered do you know mine. what
3: else I've found out since mine died is you're supposed to water not into the pot but into the tray Beneath oh. the pot, so
1: they suck it up. This
2: is my problem with gardening, everyone's got a different damn story. So, some people yeah. say, I mean, honestly, just give me the facts, give me the facts. I've tried that thing where you stick an ice cube of into an orchid plant. Oh, I'm that doing that, hasn't worked. Oh, for really? Me.
1: I'm doing that at yeah. the moment, it is working, but I mean, that might be a fluke. Well, it's only been a
3: month, <laughs> honestly. This is a true story. When I was young, my mum used to say, My mum's very You'll realise from this interview, she's very prominent in my life because she was a single parent and I'm her only child, so we're obsessed by each other, basically. But I love that. That's adorable. (laughs) But she used to say to me, oh, you'll never keep anything alive, I'm not getting you a pet because you can't even keep a plant alive. So genuinely, when I was pregnant, I was really anxious because I thought... If I couldn't keep a plant alive, that I would, my my child would, my baby would die. Oh, <laughs> it is much harder to keep a plant alive. Yeah, much harder. It is. Kids and are more
2: resilient. Yeah. I'm
3: so surprised my baby's still alive <laughs> because I'm really Let bad at. Let me tell you plant. this.
2: I remember being a very anxious new mother and having that thing where my mother buying me the tiny, tiny vests that the that the newborns, and I was like, I can't look after something that small. That's ridiculous. Then I read an article of a little boy who was about 11 years old and had literally eaten nothing since he was a baby except muller yogurts. And he was alive. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of thought, well, that's fine. If only you could feed a plant muller yogurts, yogurts. I'd be fine.
3: Yeah, if they just take what they were given and stop being so fussy. (laughs) Like, you know, i give you what I've been told and there's nothing else. Like, that's what you say to your child. Yeah. And then in the end they eat the whatever it's in front of them but or not my those kids.
1: succulents and not these orchids they're those very particular dudes.
3: they're like uh, oh no I'm going to sleep for all of eternity <laughs> I don't know which came <laughs> first I don't
2: know I don't know if it's because I can't keep them alive I don't even really like plants that much I don't like seeing a ton of plants in a house I don't what f- do you think I find about it cluttery a ton of
3: Fake plants that oh. look real. See,
1: I, yeah, I, I don't, don't have any. point. I don't have any snobbery about that now. I've actually embraced a couple of fake plants around my house just because I thought, I do, cause I do like a little, not too much? A bit
2: of green. Just a little bit here and there. I do have fake grass in my garden. Well, there you go. That's a plant. Do you know why, though? <laughs> it's just because, lots of them together. <laughs> because I've had confirmation from actual professional gardeners that no, nobody can grow anything in your garden. Really? Because the soil's so crap. It's so, acid, yeah. so nuclear Basically. So we've got this acid. It's like Erin Brockovich territory. <laughs> we've got this tiny patch of astroturf because the dog won't pee on anything but That's something that goblin. looks green. So Another diva in your so, life. So, Plants, so, dogs. So it's like, it's like the red carpet for the dog is the astroturf. <laughs> it's like the green carpet that she will go and pee and poo on in the middle of the night but, but do you yeah.
1: think it's our fault though because I genuinely think i am is it an age thing and I sat there wondering do I need to start getting books out and really reading I up on plants book. and gardening and educating myself I bought well, How
3: Not To Kill Your Plants which is a book that exists on the market <laughs> really? but I haven't read it well there you go <laughs> I bought go. <laughs> it 12 months ago but I felt a bit like with gym memberships oh. But if I'd bought it, like as in the card was in my wallet, it did constitute an effort towards losing weight, <laughs> like with the gym. Yes, Paloma. <laughs> yes. You know, and I've got the book. Yeah. I've invested in the idea that I may not want to kill my plants, but I haven't actively read it. But someday I may. I'm just going to not have any plants. And then they're happy, I'm happy.
2: I'm not stressed looking at these big brown dirgy weeds in my house.
1: I know, but I've currently got a bit of a blank canvas in my courtyard. I'm sort of sat there going, oh, I wish I could just get Charlie Dimmock round on speed dial and just come and sort me out. Get
2: a mural. Get, oh. a, get a team of like young kids from a project. You live in South London. There'll, oh, yes. be, some, there'll be a project somewhere that you yeah. need to employ some children and get a nice mural going. Good idea.
1: <laughs> and just, just plant some bamboo. Bamboo grows anywhere, right? that's what I've heard. Bam-
3: no,
2: oh, probably apparently? not in my garden. <laughs> I
1: actually garden. have
3: loads of plants. I'm going to confess in my house because I wanted. I just moved and I wanted it to look like a kind of 70s bohemian. Yeah, because I like. I know, like
1: that vibe. Vibe,
3: and you know, Joe's already dismissed clutter, but I am a clutter <laughs> queen. Look at my whole being. Yeah, but I think, but,
2: but your clutter is very is <laughs> very, very
3: considered. Yeah, and considered
2: it looks clutter. great together. But no, mine's just clutter, and we don't need any more of it. We certainly don't need any dead things in the clutter. So yeah.
1: Yeah, L- life's too short to water plants or overwater plants in my case. But
3: I think my mum says we overwater. that's yeah. the problem. She goes, you young people. <laughs>
2: That's the problem. We're all (laughs) overwatering ourselves
1: with alcohol and our plants as well. Probably. We're all just far too overwatering. I think you
2: need to do a charity single about that. (laughs) Raise awareness about the perils of overwatering in the 21st century. Mind you, it probably is. Someone will say, actually, it is water wastage is a thing. Probably is. Someone's going to turn that flippant comment into something that I feel very ashamed of well gonna say it, it is almost time for
1: the hosepipe pipe ban isn't yeah. it yeah. of, I, it, does, it is amazing that we can get so much rain and yet always have a hosepipe pipe ban but there you go yes
2: Donald Trump basically if, if you're
1: sat at home <laughs> listening to us and wondering what on hell are they talking about you know this overwatering nonsense. nonsense um, do drop us an email let us know what you think we love hearing from you guys The uh, are
3: you killing your plants <laughs> are you, at home
1: do you have any good books that Paloma should buy about plants and then never read uh, let us know the uh, email address is isitjustmepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, if you email us, we might give you a little show tag.
0: Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence.
1: Is it just me that doesn't believe in the slow burn relationship? Now, Ooh. I've got a friend who shall remain nameless who actually did ask me to discuss this on When the people say
3: that, it normally means it's you, doesn't no, it? No, I swear to God, this my is not My friend me. has got this itchy <laughs> disease in okay. her private part. Oh, wow. Well. I, I, I had to actually
2: phone a chemist <laughs> and say that about, about literally a friend of mine once. And I could hear them on the phone going, we'll tell yeah, your right. friend. <laughs> and, it, and it absolutely was my friend who'd phoned me bawling her eyes out about a particular <laughs> nasty thing. Ailment. So I had to phone the chemist, dignity checked at the door. Well, for the record. Anyway,
3: <laughs> I went to buy some... <laughs> I went to buy some anisole for treatment of piles. Was that for your friend? For my friend. Yeah. In a supermarket once, and there was a paparazzi outside. Of course there was. And my, luckily my... Uh, like my manager was with me, and he was like, "Give me that," and he just grabbed it out of my hand. I mean, that is taking one for the team. That Kevin is, Costner, or what? That is literally
1: yeah. taking anisole for the team. Kevin I mean, Costner
3: wouldn't have held the anusol for Whitney. <laughs> no, I don't think he would have. That wasn't. It love. would
1: compromise his masculinity too much. I
3: like to think that he would. I like to
2: think <laughs> he would. He would yeah. have absolutely held the anusol yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean,
1: I think this might be my favourite tangent ever we've <laughs> I mean, gone on.
3: Sorry, slow
2: burn relationship. But that's immoral, isn't it? Find somebody who will hold the anus.
1: (laughs) That's the meaning of true love. I swear this is not me because I wish I could get to a third or fourth date. But anyway, I've got a friend at the moment. He's been on three or four dates. and Still
3: seeing how it
0: goes. Well,
1: on paper, it should be there. This this person sounds perfect and he was really excited. And anyway, he's gone now on three dates and he's not feeling the spark. And he keeps on saying to me, what do you think? What do you think? And I'm like, well... My gut instinct always is, and I feel like I'm a bit too black and white about these things, I always feel like you should really know within the first few minutes or at least the first day if that person is a a friend zone or if it's someone you basically really fancy. So I'm wondering though, am I really basic? Because I have heard these stories about people who basically have been like friends for five years, got drunk one night, snogged each other, and now they're married with three kids. So... Am I being too basic, basically? I think it's really
2: tricky. I think, taking my example, I think my husband and I knew each other about three or four months before I suddenly thought, oh, I like him. You, and so it wasn't like an immediate... See, that's a slow burn, I would argue. Yeah, but I, it wasn't... Slow f- by your standards. I, I Three th- months, for Christ's <laughs> sake. But I suppose the difference is, I didn't meet my husband going, right, okay, here's a date. I'm going to see if I fancy this person.
1: Yeah, I see what you mean. It
2: might have killed it if we'd brought that pressure to it to begin with, but we were just
3: Letting kind of, it go but we where just, it went. We, we were just
2: in the same circle of
3: friends for a little while before... I've done like a- all of them because... I yeah. have tried every single possible denomination of relationship <laughs> there is. Because I'm a serial monogamist, I confess. And also, I've now just done seven years of therapy to try not to dump the person I'm with. Because my thing is, is like, I'm just so fearful of commitment because I'm worried that they might dump me that I just tend to go after sort of about two years. So I've tried the lust thing, I've tried the friend let's sleep together and see what happens thing, and I've tried the on paper thing and I just don't believe that on paper works ever. Really? I think that the person you really fall for usually is, it's a chemical reaction to them and you find yourself forgiving the most heinous of crimes from this person and you're like, I never thought in a million years that i could love someone who you know picked and ate their toenails not that mine does but i'm (laughs) just giving an example um or that this one's relevant to me who isn't as ambitious as me because i thought that maybe that would be unattractive but actually it's worked out that it's actually brilliant for me. Well, it means he's supportive. Balancing. Yeah. Yeah, he's supportive and I get home and I get massive slap in the face of perspective that actually everything that I feel is life or death is not actually life or death and life goes on and somebody loves me and it's really nice. But my point is is just is that I don't believe in slow burn seeing how it goes. Um and I feel really sad to sort of say, but I think those people who do that are sort of maybe, this is gonna be a big sweeping statement, but maybe just settling.
2: Well, and I think there's always a risk of being so fearful of being unattached that yeah. you, that you try to talk yourself into mm. this thing that should be good. Well, I
3: used to be that person. I used yeah. to say to people all the time, I could love anyone. But I bet you could though, Paloma, that's the thing. You yeah can. Well, you can
2: in theory.
1: You but can. it might yeah. not
3: last. I could love anyone mm. for two years. Yeah. But the person that I've decided to have children with and be with, hopefully, for the long term, is the person who I felt a chemical feeling with. As and soon as you it, met, basically. As soon as I met, and also felt... But but it wasn't like, this is the one. It was like, I used to say to him, even if this is it, after a mum, I'm so happy I know you. Oh. I'm just so happy that I know this person. Because... He he really what he just he just never grated on me and just like still doesn't really.
1: But it sounds like you've got a very healthy attitude in the sense that you realise relationships take work. You can't take them for granted. Yeah, you know? I mean,
3: try. Uh, Joe will know. But as soon as you have a kid with someone, like any flaws in the relationship, just come right to the surface, and then you're just like, I despise you for twelve <laughs> months, and then suddenly <laughs> after twelve months, you're like oh god thank god we didn't break up oh my god <laughs> it's we passed had,
2: we, we had <laughs> so many fights when my daughter was born just because we were simply so very tired yeah, yeah. We
3: were just sort of like just so tired all the time yeah it was like questioning all everything yeah. for ages but like my choice and is this it but i feel like if you had any doubt like if it was a slow burn thing where you were like let's just see how it goes oh i quite like them I think you've got to sort of not get confused between a codependency and genuine attraction yeah. and love. And attraction isn't just physical;
1: yeah. it's emotional. I, I did do it once because I mean, my friends always said said to me, "You rule people out too quickly. You know, you make snap decisions." Well,
2: I think that's a danger too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there was it's a tricky.
1: balance, but I think yeah. I then went. I thought, right, I'm going to prove all my friends wrong, and I think yeah, you're right, what happened was it was just the next person that happened because I'd had this pep talk with my friends. And if I'm being honest, I think even the guy in question, it was almost like we were on the same wavelength. We both knew, oh, we should try and make this slow burn happen. And then after about three months, we kind of just went, this isn't really happening, is it? And it was like, no. And it was actually a really sweet, amicable breakup. Mm. But yeah, I, I so I, I did do that. So I, I hate to say it, I am now probably more of the when it's the right person and I agree with you I think so many people get um, caught up in you know deal breakers and don't oh yeah he does don't. this
3: and he does and the second if it's the right
1: person there's no such thing as a deal breaker no.
3: I think that that's all
2: very well and good and, and absolutely correct and true but I think that what bothers me is that the way people meet now isn't organic mm. no I agree so, so if, if you're so it if, is if, forced by that's default that's thing if the only way you're meeting is through Tinder or, or other such apps you're not meeting organically. The grinder.
3: <laughs> yes.
1: God, it's too depressing. I deleted grinder.
2: <laughs> but James's friend has found on grinder. <laughs> My friend is on grinder. Tell me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, how do you meet anybody in that chance meet cute way that? Gives you that chance of even having that interesting spark. Yeah. When it, everything is contrived to meet to see if you've got the spark, well, it's like. Well, you it, know,
1: my hope. My hope is in the same way vinyl records have come back around and into fashion, it's going to be all about meeting in real life again. People are going to start going to bars and talking rather than doing everything on their phones. That's
2: I what hope I want. so. That's why I, I fear for our kids. I do. Yeah. I, 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 oh I do. It's lonely. I know we're trying to be funny on this podcast, but there's <laughs> we're really trying very hard, people. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, but it's sorry, if you it's know, not the, 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 the intimacy is has just changed, and yeah. I, it bothers me a lot. That actually, mm. it really does. Yeah. But, yeah.
1: Well, let's try, people. Let's try. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, if you are sat there on the tube or in your car thinking, how dare they? I did a slow burn relationship and I'm very happy. And now happy. my marriage
3: has exactly. been 50 years. And
1: Please email us I and mean, tell us off. It's been boring, but I've um, stuck with it.
2: Exactly.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore her. Email us and tell us off. You, <laughs> you know the email address. It is it just me podcast at gmail.com. and I just wanted to give a little shout out actually because we got a really Maybe lovely. Maybe some
3: people just want boring though. <laughs> well, and what's wrong
2: with I that? I definitely hey? de- don't. But... Boring, boring is the new interesting subversive.
3: How's that? Everything just inverts and inverts yeah, and inverts yeah, yeah. and inverts. Well, I'll tell it's you cool. who
1: does not find us boring. It's lovely Isabel, who did email us Hi, this Isabel. week. Uh, Isabel. You're our
3: favourite one. We
1: love you, Isabel. Isabel <laughs> said, thank God for Is It Just Me? I always listen when I've got a bad hangover. Uh, your relatable and topics... that's a
3: lot, right? Yes, yeah, that's yeah, fair. Yeah.
1: We, we don't do it hangover, I promise. Uh, your relatable topics help my beer fear fade along with last night's dignity. Thank you, Izzy. Yes. Well, we all know that terrible beer. I'm
2: not sure if quarry. I should be proud of that, too. but but I am. I'm proud to be there hey. with you, Isabel. L- no, life no, is no, life no, no, no.
1: is full of struggles, and if we're helping one person get through it, we're very happy, Joe.
2: Yes. So, enjoy. Yes. I'd say um, I like a, a bacon and Diet Coke in those situations. Actually, Izzy, if you're
1: hungover, you would really like the look of yeah. uh, Paloma's hash browns this morning. Yeah. So, uh, and that's not a euphemism. I swear, she was actually eating hash browns.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. I've got one. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it just me? It's not my friend. Is it just me? <laughs> Paloma Faith, James Williams, who gives myself pep talks all the time. I think it's essential. I don't think I can... Sometimes I don't think I can get out of bed without at least saying, oh, come on, you've got that nice new top to wear. At least you can put that on if you get up today. <laughs> <laughs> I did this morning, <laughs> and it's very nice. I want to know where that green top is. I've from. got a
3: really terrible addiction to the Zara app. Oh, oh, I didn't know about
2: the Zara app. Is how can I, how could I, I not know really about the Zara
3: evil. app? <laughs> yeah. Just everything ripped off the catwalk for low, lower prices. <laughs> well, just um, give yourself pep allegedly talks. Allegedly ripped off the catwalk. Yeah. <laughs> just put that in for our lawyers. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Just to give yourself pep talks to not shop at Zara at the moment then, Paloma, or are you...
3: No, I I, I let myself free (laughs) But that looks like authentically vintage, that shirt. I know, and it's the whole outfit. One, two, three.
2: We'll get a picture and we'll we'll upload it so you can see what Paloma's wearing. I really won't get um... paid
3: any endorsement from them because they're making too much money off me. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) But Paloma, you were saying your mum is the queen of pep talks.
3: My mum offers advice... To me constantly, and she's kind of—is it, of, it welcome? Sometimes yes, and sometimes no. <laughs> but she just doesn't wait to be prompted. So she's like quite funny. I'd th- I'd like to print a book one day of her quote. What's just, your ma-
2: What's your man's name? Let's think of a title. Pam. <laughs> oh. Pam's, Pam's pep talks. Pam's pep
3: talks. Oh, sort of in the bag. Yeah. Yeah. Pep up with Pam. Yeah.
1: Pep
2: so pep
3: she's pretty amazing and this week i had a bit of a disaster i went to the hairdressers that i've been going to for 10 years and who's been responsible for my wonderful different colors that everyone knows i change regularly and for some reason even though i've done weeks of testing strand tests and balayage and god knows what the whole thing just fizzed up and sort of burnt off
0: oh no
3: so that's why i've got this Elaborate turban on at the moment. And did Lindell say, oh,
2: babe, sorry. Sorry about that, mate. (laughs) It wasn't Lindell. I was thinking because Lindell used to do my hair and I usually. It wasn't Lindell.
3: But um, we don't know. It's a mystery why. But my mum sent me some good stuff. I wouldn't go on about your hair in interviews either or on <laughs> even stage. Though you've just done it. So you've just flouted that. Personally, petrol. I think you've been over colouring for years and over styling. So suddenly it's just had enough. I feel sad for you, but you are really amazing at coping. Oh. People already asking about your hair on Instagram. Sometimes best to keep private. Too much stuff in the public eye, even with your photos of your boyfriend. Look at Professor Green. He put all that stuff up with his girlfriend and now they've split up. Oh,
1: my God. I I want to read Pam's book. And then
3: at the end, love you. Only want to protect you.
1: (laughs) I mean, what I like is there's love, there's light, and there is shade in that.
3: I love the shade. shade.
1: (laughs) Quite frankly, even... Pam's (laughs) giving
3: shade could be chapter two of the book.
1: We you only Pam in our life. Pam's
3: so, hard truths. So, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's when got a I, column
1: in her for definite. She's
3: fantastic because when I give myself these internal pet talks, normally it's in her voice. Aww. Um she's she's very I people sort of say quite often to me, like, How have you remained like this, grounded and all that in your job and stuff? And I'm just like, because my mother gives it to me hard yeah. all the time I might want
2: to rephrase that she
3: will just yeah yeah i feel disturbed yeah. <laughs> uh she no my mum will just literally be like you sounded ridiculous in that interview she'll just tell you you got carried away you do that <laughs> you've always done it and that's why you're I'll such a superstar i <laughs> will yeah. just be like you say
2: oh, mum no. i'm an almost four times double platinum selling <laughs> artist thank you
3: very much do you ever say
1: No. (laughs) She would never... She'd have no truck with that. My mum's
3: idea of success is so different to... You know, she wouldn't... She doesn't care. Yeah. Like, she... My mum's idea of the best success ever was... This guy wrote on my Facebook about how nice I was to him in some... Somewhere, like a... He was like, oh, you were really kind and you helped me with this, this and this. And my mum... Screenshotted it, sent it to me, and went, That's success. That's so
2: lovely. But I
1: guess, you know, it is. You're a <laughs> yeah, but testament then prob- to her.
3: Probably sometimes I've been awful to somebody <laughs> and they've written it up and she's not screenshotted it. Like, <laughs> I bet she would, though. I bet she would. <laughs> yeah. But pet talk is important. Like you say, it's motivational. Yeah. It's the way you get out of bed. And I think it's, what, what's your pep talks to yourself? Mine,
2: generally, I, I tend to need a pep talk when I'm very, very stressed mm. about whether I just feel overwhelmed with how much I've got to do or I'm worried about things, and it's that time when I have to really go, now hang on a minute, come on, Elvin. Let's get real. This is like, you, this is, you've had things like this before. When, what's the worst thing that's ever happened, and how did you get through it? I just kind of like talk to myself that
3: way. Do you know, time is just the best, isn't yeah. it? That's the best pep talk, really, in my opinion, is like time always just heals over everything and the other and it thing, passes. yeah it's the, transient it
2: was actually this podcast that gave me the gift of a little po- uh, pep talk from Eddie Izzard many moons ago now where he said something about borrowing confidence from your future self
0: and that really
2: stuck with me that I really thought yes I will have perspective on this current stress in two days, two weeks, two months. Yeah, and that really helps. It's
1: so true, but it's also so funny. Why is it when we give ourselves pep talks, we refer to ourselves with just our surname? Because I do the same thing. I'm like, yeah. Williams, yeah. for Christ's sake, you can do this.
3: Is it because. Did you if... go to private school? No! <laughs> no, I, 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 I didn't. I think
2: it's
1: because if we no. actually spoke to ourselves with our first name, we would just be like wankers. Whereas somehow if you sort of distance yourself with just your middle name, your second name.
2: It just feels a bit more drill surgeon. It does. It's got it? a bit more get up and go.
1: That's it. You know? I don't, don't do you Don't you think, Faith? You don't go, come on, Faith, <laughs> you yeah. can do this. Well, mind you,
2: I know that's not your surname, but... but
3: yeah. <laughs> it's my middle name. Yeah. But I do... Yeah, I don't do the surname. Do you do more
1: of a soft sort of pep talk? Where's Joe no, and I? No, I P. just go
3: straight to the, the point, like... in, You know, people get offended if you write an email without addressing the person first. I write myself inner emails without addressing myself. Know? It's just like, get your shit together. Straight to the point. Not like... I don't have to address myself. No.
1: No, we don't think
3: it's only polite. We've already mentioned Jesus, but do you think Jesus says Jesus (laughs) first? I mean, it's a a pretty cool name. I'd use it. Deepest question I've ever been asked.
2: (laughs) Um, What would Jesus do? (laughs) What would he
3: do? I think he would maybe. I really don't think I'm equipped
1: to answer that one. Being struck by lightning. I'd
3: rather think about what would Muhammad. Does Muhammad say? You know, or Siddhartha Gautama, any of them.
1: Exactly. Again, I don't feel any more questions. he
3: Gautama? <laughs> I think they'd say, don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. That's but, the Buddhist. <laughs> but yeah, what yeah, I would yeah. say is I
1: bet all those people have given themselves pep talks at some point or the other. No one is above a pep talk to themselves. I think everyone has moments of doubt, and you know. I
3: feel like I'm permanently giving other people
2: pep talks. Yeah, that's the thing. I kind of I, I tend to lean on other people for the pep talks more. Mm. I'm, I think other people are better at it than I am.
3: I Was going to say I'm not surprised
1: with, so with Pam much. in your life. You were your basic. Yeah. Sometimes but, but I just
3: it, do ask Pam. Can I have Pam's number? Yeah, we all yes. need, we all need Pam <laughs> on speed dial, basically. <laughs> She'll tell you the truth.
1: I'm not sure if I want to know, you know it, but I do. The first time she
3: ever <laughs> met the head of Sony, the whole of the company she shook his hand and said so you're responsible for ruining my child's life oh my god <laughs> he and was like I'm not sure how to take that I said just like just let it pass <laughs> <laughs> very Buddhist approach to everything <laughs> wow it'll be gone okay maybe if
2: uh, I have some number but if she could be nice to me yeah.
3: Honestly. Oh, she would. She's always lovely into women. <laughs> yeah. It was just the high-powered, white, straight man that she's got a little bit of a chip on her shoulder
1: And he's <laughs> <laughs> knocking down a peg or two. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: I like the cut of Pam's jib, i got to say.
1: I do. I mean, yeah. we're in love with Paloma, we're now severely in love with Pam too, yeah. so... Loma, thank you so much thank for you. joining us today. Good luck with everything. Like we've got to break this record. So if you haven't bought The Architect,
3: please do even just for charity's sake. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> How bad can it be?
2: <laughs>
3: she's, got,
1: she's got to sort her hair out.
3: <laughs> you don't have to listen to it. Oh, yes, you do. It's amazing. It's a great album. Yeah.
1: Uh, and good luck with all the tour dates. Thank Loma. you. Lovely to see you. Uh, thanks for joining us, and thanks to everyone for listening.